Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everybody. Amen. We're excited, very delighted to be with you this morning. Amen. We bring you greetings from down here in sunny Tallahassee, Florida. We just love all of you this morning. We want to send out our, our, uh, our thank you to uh, Pastor Eric, Pastor Phoebe up there in uh, Ludiwiki, Georgia. Amen. Joining in with us this morning, our, our, our partners there and we just thank the Lord and Brother Quinn, our technical expert, for making all this possible. We have so many wonderful things to be thankful for. And uh, I'm especially excited today because today would have been my mother's 87th birthday if she would have still been alive. And I know she's up in heaven doing cartwheels right now because her siblings are doing so well. We've all come together. We're all saved now. We're all in ministry now. And so we just thank the Lord, man. What a blessing, what a blessing to be fulfilling the dream of her life was to have us in ministry. Amen. We grew up in the church. And so we want to send a heavenly shout out to Eliza Stewart Hayes this morning, uh, my deceased mother this morning, and all of the siblings are on the line this morning, getting ready to hear this word and feast on this word. Uh, her grandchildren, Pastor Phoebe is her oldest grand, one of her older granddaughters in ministry. And so many, many Others, Pastor Eric, or you know, uh, Pastor Phoebe's husband. We're all in ministry. Minister Smith, our youngest daughter. Amen. Yes. And, and my siblings, uh, Sister King, my oldest sister, uh, Deaconess Patricia McNair, and her husband, Deacon McNair, on the line. Deacon Charles mm -hmm. Hayes, Brother Curtis Hayes. I tell you, God is so, so good. Amen. And so we thank you for this day. Very special day. Amen. Many, many grands, great grands. And so we're just celebrating her legacy, her dream. This is what she wanted. This was the last thing she shared with me, that we be doing exactly what we're doing right now. And I'm so honored to be here today to share this platform with my lovely wife, who also is walking in a dream and a fulfillment that her mother had for us. And so we just have so many things to be thankful for, that we're fulfilling those legacies, those dreams are still going forward. And we're excited about bringing you the word today. Amen. And so I'm going to be quiet right now as I send out one more shout to my little sweetie, sweetie, youngest granddaughter, Kelly, at least. Hey, love you, sweetie pie. And, and to her big brother, Carter, four and a half years old, ministry in the making, amen. And their mother, their mother and father, Alex and Crystal, who's on the line this morning, our youngest born, amen. So at this time, you know me, ladies are always first with me. And I consider it just an honor to let my wife go first to share with you and I preach better when she go first. Amen. And so, Pastor Sharon, it's all yours. Thank you, dear husband. Yeah. Well, I just want to uh, greet you in the name of the Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, it, it's just been uh, some type of uh, these last couple of weeks for our country. And so, you know, the Lord laid it on our heart. We've been teaching about leadership. So uh, Pastor Phoebe brought in another aspect of a good leader on the line the other morning and, and God just quickened us to go with that and that's about peace. Yes. And so we just want to talk to you a little bit today about peace. There is a, a peace that God gives yes. us that the world cannot give yes. us. And it's a peace that only comes from God. And so I want to preference this before we start. If you don't have that peace in you now, you can get it. Yeah. I know some of the people I'm talking to you, you've given your life to the Lord. 
and you have the, that peace in you, you might not be using it, you might not be tapping into it, but it's within you. But there is a segment of our population that has no peace. The worldly peace and godly peace is two different things. Godly peace does not depend on outward condition. It is what's within you. That is the peace I'm talking about today. And so I'd like for you to go along with me, whether you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I believe by the time you finish hearing this word, if you haven't accepted him, you will. And so if you'll just lend us your ear, your attention for this small amount of time, I would greatly appreciate it. And so I would like to start off by talking about Christ being our peace. If you'll go with me to the book of Ephesians, the second chapter, starting at verse 14. And if you don't have your Bible with you, or if you just don't want to turn with me, Jot these scriptures down and make it a habit. Anytime you're given the scriptures, write them down so you can go back and study them for yourself. Because I believe God will enlighten you to what you need to know. And if you will go back and indulge yourself in the scriptures, I believe it will happen. So anyway, if you would go to the book of Ephesians, the second chapter, starting at verse 14. I won't be before you long. I'm going to turn it over to the real preacher here. You know, he's the man of the hour today who the Lord is really going to use. So starting at verse 10, for he is our peace who have made both one. In other words, he have brought two different sides together to be one. Here is unsaved man, and then there is God. And see, where before we were out there by ourselves, now we have become one with God in the spirit. Listen to this, and have broken down the middle wall of partition between us, what was that middle wall? What was that petition between man and God? It's always been seen. And what Jesus did, Jesus came on this earth and he broke it down. Oh my God. Listen, we couldn't break it ourselves. We couldn't climb over it and we couldn't go under it. We were separated from our God, our maker, our creator, our father. We were separated. So what he did, Jesus did, he came and he broke that petition down that was between us. Verse 15 says, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, meaning he used his very own body by being on that cross, by being crucified for us, for us he broke down that enmity, which is hatred. He broke it down between us. Even the law of commandments contained in ordinance. For to make in himself of twain one new man, so make him peace. So when it's only one, we can begin to have peace because there is no opposition. Sin is taking 
and out. So now we are one with God, verse 16, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by one cross. Listen, there is no other way. There's only one way to get to God, and that is through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Having slain the enmity thereby. Verse 17, and came and preached peace to you, which were afar off, and to them that were not. So even to those who were following the law the best they could, they were a little closer, but even to those who weren't even trying to do it, he brought peace with God. And when you study this and read some of the commentators, it talks about, is speaking of the Jews and the Gentiles and bringing, the, uh, bringing them together. So no longer do you have the Jews and the Gentiles, it went from that to being one, the Christian church. How about that? Isn't God good? Verse 18 says, for through him we both have access by one spirit unto one Father. So as you listen to the message today, as I said in the beginning, whether you've given your life to the Lord or not, don't turn away. Listen to the word. Because if you haven't, you can. And if you have already given to your life to the Lord, through this word, you're going to learn how to tap into that peace. What good is it for you to have the peace and you don't use it? God wants you to live your everyday life in peace. So as I present to some, introduce to some, and present to others, my very own husband, Pastor Lester Hay. Preach that word. Amen. I can. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I tell you, thank God for that word, Pastor Sharon. Amen. And thank God for all of our listeners out there and our viewers out there. Amen. On the podcast all around the world this morning, uh, we want to just welcome you. Had a great time this morning sharing the word at 6 a.m., creating a prayer culture call. And uh, yesterday morning, uh, Pastor Phoebe, you know, broke open the, the manna from heaven and just dropped a treasure trove of, of revelation on us uh, yesterday morning uh, out of the book of Matthew, the fifth chapter, I mean, the fifth chapter, verse nine, where she told us or reminded us of call to our remembrance that, you know, God said, bless are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of God. And so we, we, we took that thing, man, and said, as peacemakers, you know, we, as children of God, we're supposed to be peacemakers. And so for all the children of God out there, and even the ones that Pastor Sharon was addressing that have not yet made that decision, amen, we're praying and hoping that that peace of God will, will uh, lead you, the goodness of the Lord, the peace of God, the love of God will lead you yes. to want to be able to join us as peacemakers, amen. And so the Lord just opened that up for us yesterday. And again, like I say, this is about leadership, Amen. Uh, you know, when you look all the way back to Genesis and Genesis, the book of Genesis, chapter one and chapter two, there was no disturbances on earth. Everything was going just like the Lord had created it. Everything was good. 
He was admiring his creation, but then something interrupted that. And you heard her use the word enmity because, you know, we know Satan came in and deceived Eve, amen. Adam had received instruction from God. They were told things that they should not do, not to eat of that tree of the forbidden fruit. They ate anyway, and that broke the cycle of peace. That broke it up right there. Peace went out the window, and so now it had to be reconciled. It had to be brought back. But look at what the Lord said in the book of Genesis, chapter 3, verse 15, to both of them. He said, hey, look here. From this day forward, there shall be enmity between your seed and the seed of the serpent. And so there was always going to be that struggle, that fight to try to maintain, preserve, and pursue that peace that they had in Genesis 1 and in Genesis 2. Amen. So sin, as Sharon alluded to, became the problem, that wall right there that separated us from the perfect will of God at that time. But thank God for the second man, Adam, and we're going to take a look at that. The Bible even says in the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6, unto us a child was going to be born, you know, a son was going to be given, you know, and his name was going to be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. So God did not leave us out here without peace or an access or a way to get peace. Amen. So I want to talk to you today, you know, because she talked about unsaved people. One of the things about unsaved people, most of the time they're disturbing the peace. But then when you have peacemakers, children of God that are supposed to be, you know, peacemakers, we're always trying to preserve the peace. And as we learned this morning, promote peace, pursue peace, seek after it. Because we know that you have this enmity, this struggle always going on. You have people that are trying to preserve the peace, and you have people that are disturbing the peace. So that's that struggle that's going on all the time that we're going to have to contend with. And so we thank the Lord this morning that uh, the children of God who are called the, the, the peacemakers, they who make peace, we are the ones that's preserving the peace, promoting the peace, and seeking the peace, pursuing after it. A lot of people right now with what's going on in the country, they're just trying to find a safe place to have some peace, amen? And it's just not out there to be found in the world, the way things are being disturbed and thrown out of balance and out of whack right now. You know, they're, 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 it's a far reach right now for worldly peace. So they're just looking for some place to be safe, you know, out there in the streets in these, in these major metropolitan cities right now fighting uh, with the law enforcement who is supposed to be protecting the peace. And then you got other uh, organizations and groups out there trying to say, well, this is what's going to bring peace. So you got all these different pieces out there right now trying to trying to make an environment, a great environment so we could be safe for everybody. And what the Lord dropped in my spirit was either you want it to be safe or you want it to be, you want to be saved. And so then as I was, I was looking in the word, what I discovered was, God has always wanted for us to be safe and saved, okay? So there's a possibility that we can be safe, protected, secure, and saved. And so you have to become saved first so that you can have that internal peace so that it can be projected externally. And a lot of people right now, because they don't have that peace of mind, I remember I used to tell people that, for the first time, I heard the voice of God, and a lot of challenges said, how do you know that was God? And the best answer I could give them was, when God speaks to me personally, he always speaks to me and, and followed up with peace of mind. Because once he speaks to me, he always confirms with the word. So I keep my mind stayed on what that word said, 
And in the book of Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, a little secret I want to share with you. If you keep your mind stayed on the Lord, he whose mind is stayed on the Lord, God will keep him in perfect peace. And that's a peace the world can't produce. It can't. I don't care how much barriers they put out there. I don't care how much National Guard they activate. I don't care how many people they shoot the tear gas. I don't care what they do. There is a peace that if you keep your mind stayed on the Lord, it transcends all your understanding. It garrisons and mouths guard over our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And so that's how I know he's speaking to me. So yesterday when he published his word through Pastor Phoebe, we knew right away that that's what God was calling for. Amen. And so I have since looking at some of the news to stay updated, heard many, many governmental officials, heard some pastors come out, finally finding their voice, and they're beginning to, to pray for and ask for peace. Amen. And some of them are beginning to minister the word about peace. I was looking on my page just uh, last night and early this morning. So many uh, leaders out there right now putting out scripture about peace, praying for peace, asking everybody to come together and let's pursue peace. Let's seek after it. Let's go after it. But that's the heart of God, saints of God. He wants peace. Amen. He is the Prince of Peace. And he wants peace. Amen. He does not want peace disturbed. He wants peace preserved. <clears throat> he don't only want people to be saved. He wants people to be saved and saved. Amen. As we heard uh, Pastor Sharon alluding to. And uh, I wrote this down uh, last night. Like I was, I was meditating on the word for the day and some scripture that had already been given to us. Uh, by Pastor Phoebe, Pastor Eric, and others yesterday on the, on the phone call. And it says, how blessed is the day when the lamb and the lion, God's holy eternal city or dwelling place, when they can lay down together and dwell in that, in, the, in that place together. That's what God is wanting to. He says, they shall lie down together in peace with a child, with one heart and one mind. May the Lord call us Zion at that time. So I looked up this word Zion. And what this word is talking about is God's holy, eternal city or dwelling place. And so God want to dwell among his people in peace, and he wants his people to be together in peace. And so I went to the book of Isaiah, which is, I love prophetic ministry. And there was a prophetic word in the book of Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 and, and verses 6 through 9 and verse 10. And so I want to share this with you because... Prophetic word is something that has already been foretold that was going to happen or it was foretold that it was yet to come. And we love prophetic word, you know, because some scriptures prophetically have already been fulfilled. Some are being fulfilled right now. And we know that some is going to be filled. But I want to draw your attention to the book of Isaiah, chapter 11. And I want to read verse 1. And then I'm going to drop down and read verse 10. And then I'm going to come back and read verses six through nine. So listen at this prophetic word now. It says, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And so we know they're talking about Jesus Christ, but look at how prophetic this is now. So what are you saying, pastor? We're saying there is a peaceable kingdom because he's the prince of peace now when he gets here. When he arrives, it says that that child is going to be the, you know, the prince of peace. So look at how for 2,750 years, we had this information, okay? But we just failed to look at what was foretold that was going to happen. And so this is a critical hour that we're living in right now where God wants a peaceable kingdom that's based on the branch out of the root of Jesse, talking about Jesus. We cannot have peace with each other until we first have peace with Jesus Christ. 
And then that peace that I'm going to have with you flows out of that peace. That's why he said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Amen. And then he says in the book of, uh, the book of, um, shared this scripture yesterday, the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 14. He said, follow after peace with all men. Not going on right now out there in the streets. But we're believing God that the word of God through the root of Jesse, through Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, that that peace is going to be restored. We just got to find our peace voice right now. All leaders out there, we need to be preaching and teaching on one accord, calling for that peace that transcends all understanding, calling people into that relationship. Turn back to God. Let him fill your heart with peace. Amen. Get your mind on him. Not on the government, but on him. There's a higher government. Instead of that government, there should be no end. That government that's established by the Prince of Peace. And then he says, once that happens, just preserve that peace. My peace I have left with you. My peace I give unto you. So the disciples that in the book of uh, Matthew, you know. And so we have to continue to preserve that peace, not disturb that peace. Amen. And so he goes on to say, we are to follow peace with all men in holiness, that which is sanctified by God. His word sanctifies us. In the book of John, the 17th chapter, verse 17, Jesus says, sanctify them with thy word, for thy word is truth. Amen. All that God has given to him, to Jesus. And so we've been given to the Lord. We're supposed to be his peacemakers. Amen. We make peace. Amen. We pray for peace. We declare peace. We call for peace. We publish peace. We proclaim peace. Our messages have to be laced in peace because he said, follow peace with all men in holiness without no one can see the Lord. <clears throat> That's in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. I don't know about you, but I plan to see Jesus. I got peace of mind about that. Amen. Because I'm still keeping my mind stayed on him and what he said. Amen. And so he goes on to say there now that, amen, that that peace, that verse one that he's talking about in the book of uh, Isaiah chapter 11, verse one. And he's saying there that there's a peaceable kingdom for the branch, that the branch, which is the, the prince of peace, he wants to establish in the earth. And then down in verse 10, he says this. He says, the victorious restoration of Israel. We need to pay attention to what's going on in Israel. There's coming a restoration in Israel. And as Israel is being rest restored, as we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, our faith is connected to that. We need to pay attention. This prophetic word covered God's Jews, God's people. But have to remember now, when the Jews first received this gospel of peace and they rejected it, he told them to go out in the highways, byways, headways, and compel them to come share it with the Gentiles. And then it was preached to the Gentiles next. And we became that bad olive branch, Gentiles, for the first time, was engrafted into the good olive branch. So now, this message of peace from the Prince of Peace is for us too now, and we now are partakers. Amen. We're partakers through grace by faith. That's not of ourselves, not by works of righteousness, but it's through that branch, that root of Jesse, Jesus Christ, that we now, accepting him as our Lord and Savior, accepting him, okay, as our Prince of Peace, you know, now we can have salvation through him. Just like the promise of Abraham was for the Jews, it's for us too now. Amen. And so he says now, and the vocation of the Gentiles engrafted in. First the Jews, they denied, rejected, no peace. Then boom, it went out and preached it to the Gentiles. And now we have peace through him, you know, through grace, through favor, you know, being redeemed by him. 
So now we have peace. We, we have that peace now that has been uh, presented to us. Jesus Christ is our provision for spiritual and physical health in the earth and the world. That is profound. You know why? Because everybody out there right now is fighting a physical battle for something. You got the coronavirus going on right now. You got other things going on right now, all on the physical planes of life. Trying to solve a spiritual problem by solving a physical problem when you should be solving a spiritual problem and that'll solve a physical problem in that order. Matthew, the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verse 33, says it this way. Seek ye first the kingdom of God in his righteousness, the way of he, he does things, and all these other things will be added unto you. Kind of, You kind of get the picture. We need to turn this thing around. See, we're trying to be safe without being saved. And the Lord is saying, no, the Prince of Peace want to save you and then keep you safe, secure you. You know, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and they are safe. See, a safe place is a place of peace. They who dwell under the secret place, Psalms 91, or the book of Psalms 91, they who dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty and I will say of the Lord, he is our refuge and our fortress. In him do we put our trust. You know, the Most High God, El Shaddai, God Almighty of blessing. See, that's, the, that's what he's offering us right there, okay? But we have to be able to seek that and pursue that, amen? And we can't do it without being children of God. As Pastor Sharon said, first, I got to accept grace that comes to me from the Prince of Peace, the one who died for me, the one who reconciled us. Remember back in Genesis 3.15, now the second man, Adam, came, and he reconciled us from the damage that disturbed the peace that we had with God in creation. Remember, all things were good. Genesis 1, Genesis 2, it was unfolding just like God created it to. And then the serpent came into the play, and then God gave Adam and Eve a choice, and they made the wrong choice. It has disrupted the peace. Some people today are out here making the wrong choices on the same premise, and it's disrupting their peace. And they're trying all kinds of things to try to restore the peace when they need to just go back to the word, examine what the word says, figure out what I'm doing wrong, and then seek after that first and watch God add all these other peaceful outcomes to us. He said it. He'll do it. Why? He's a prince of peace. He can't lie against himself. He can't go against his covenant. He would rather turn that thing around that the devil meant for our bad and work it out together for our good. Because he wants peace. He don't want war. He wants peace. He don't want his people fighting against each other. He wants peace. You know, that's what he died for, peace. And so you see the second man out of now, he came and he's saying, look, except I build a house, except I build this world the way I want it, except I build the government the way I want it, except I build families the way I want them, except I build communities, no respect to person, no color, I don't look at color, no respect to person, except I build the house that I want. They who labor to build it labor in vain. The government cannot build the house that God won't build where black brothers, white brothers, brown brothers, whoever can dwell together. He said that they shall lie down together in peace as a little child, innocent. Don't see no color. Don't see. My little granddaughter, she blessed me. She loved everybody. My little grandson, love everybody. They don't see no color. 
And God is saying, that's how we have to be. We got to have this mindset of a child. That, that color don't matter to God. Because if you cut all of them, all of them bleed red. We all came out from him. <clears throat> Amen. And he's saying, look, this is the only way we're going to end up with a just people. This is the only way that we're going to have peace is we all have to be inspired and encouraged to pursue after peace and seek it and preserve it and promote it with God's love. Because see, against love, there's no fault. Every other commandment hinges on love. Everything functions off of love. And God said, how can you say you love me? You ain't never seen me and hate your brother and kill him and shoot him up out there in the street every day. How can you do that and say you love me? It's not God. You know, it's not God. Amen. So let's take a look here at just a couple of scriptures. Uh, gave you scripture one. Let's look at verse 10 down here. And Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, chapter uh, 11, verse 1, we just went over. Now let's look at verse 10. He says, and in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, talking about Jesus again, don't lose sight of that, which shall stand for the inside of the people. To it shall the Gentiles seek, <coughs> and his rest shall be glorious. Now listen to that. Remember, we are the Gentiles. We are not Jews. We are, we, we, we are Gentiles. We're heirs to the promise, heirs to the kingdom. We've been engrafted in as a bad olive branch because they rejected first to the Jews, that gospel of peace, and then to us. So we end now because we've confessed Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior for some of us. Some haven't. They're on the way. But look at what he's saying, though. Jesus died for everybody. And that day, he said, in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, that day of salvation. That day when you've had enough, that day when you're sick and tired out there, man, using those, those multiplication calls and weapons trying to bring about peace. That day when you resigned from wanting to be a part of a militia, fighting a battle out there against black and white. The day that, that all that has just ran its course and you figure out, I've created a bigger mess. Nothing out here, man, has led to peace. Nothing out here has caused win-win for everybody. Just remember this. In the world you live in, we're going to have trials and tribulations. But Jesus said, be of good cheer because I, the root of Jesse, has, that branch, has already overcome this world. So why are you out here trying to fight a battle that's already been fought and won? He died for everybody, Jews and Greeks, Gentiles, anybody, everybody, equally. And he had no respected person. So you're fighting a battle where it's not going to end in win-win for everybody. And so, Pastor, what are we to do? Turn your life over to Jesus so you can learn to lay down your weapons so that the lion and the sheep can dwell together in peace. You know, while you're raging, God is not pleased because if you kill your brother out there, guess what? You're still going to create another problem because if you, if you live by the sword, you're going to eventually die by the sword. And if you reap in that, in that kind of hatred and racism and whatever, discrimination, you're going to reap in it. If you sow in it, you're going to reap in it. What you do to them, somebody's going to do to you. As we can see, 400 years of this, and it had got better. Got worse. Because that, don't, that does not give me the permanent solution that we need to sustain ourselves here on this earth and enjoy life and godliness and everything that pertains to it like God intended in a peaceful environment of quietness and tranquility and integrity and honesty with everybody. That was his design when he created it. 
He's given us everything, all of us, black, white, man, it doesn't matter, migrant, immigrant, Asian, you know, Native American, all of us, all classes, all colors. He's given it to us, everything that pertains to life and godliness that we may enjoy it, not that we may destroy it and destroy each other in the process. Nobody wins like that. Nobody. And that's what we're seeing right now. And God is not pleased with that. So look again here at verses 9 through, uh, verses 6 through 9. He says, The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. My God. And the cow and the bear shall feed, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. Verse 8, and the suckling child shall prey on the hole of the ass, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the crocodile's den. Verse 9, and they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. Remember that place, Zion, that God is trying to create. He already had a design for it. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord. Listen to me. The earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord. So how is this going to happen? The earth has got to fill itself up with the knowledge of God. Why? He wants you to know the truth. According to the book of John chapter 8, verse 32, so that that truth can make you free. And if the sun sets you free, then are you free indeed. I don't care how many National Guards you call. I don't care how many big name speakers you call. I don't care how many college professors you call. I don't care how many people that have written books you call. How many doctors you call. The Bible says in the book of Hosea 4 and 6, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And he wasn't talking about school knowledge. He was talking about spiritual knowledge. And we're finding out right now that we're spiritually bankrupt as a nation and other nations. And this is why we're perishing. And in the book of Proverbs, chapter 29, verse 18, he says, and for a lack of vision. We don't know where we're going. So if the black, if the black movement wins, then what's going to happen? The white movement is going to be upset and try to take it back. It's just back and forth, tongue of war. The blacks said they right. The whites said they right. The Mexicans said they right. The immigrants said they right. The dreamers said they right. The Native Americans said they got ripped off back in history. <clears throat> you know, and we can go back and forth with all these different arguments and platforms. But the Lord said, my people perish. That's why he divorced Israel. They didn't want to hear the knowledge about God. People don't want to hear no knowledge about God today. They want you to listen to their argument with all that profanity of how bad they've been treated 400 years. You know, that's anger. That's rage. I want to listen to you with anger and rage. Because if your brother don't win and you win, it, it, it doesn't make no difference. Nobody won. God want to put us in a situation where everybody is for everybody and everybody wins. That's what he wants. A peaceful environment, quiet, full of tranquility, so that we all can pursue that inevitable right that our creator gave us equally. Life, equality, justice, people of justice. People that are inspired to live in a community of different colors, of different persuasions, different beliefs. And that community that's provided by love, where each part of that community rightly, fitly, neatly joined together, not by man's regulations, rules, and laws, but by God. 
And until we all come into the unity of that faith, until we, until the, the knowledge of God is what governs all of us. Man cannot govern himself or people. I don't care who you are, how many votes you get. What the electoral college say? You can't govern God's people without the counsel of his word. Without the leading of his spirit to convict you when you're wrong, when you're in error. And that's why people are perishing. That's why there's no peace. We're leaving God out. We don't hear nothing about God right now. We want you to hear me talk about how my grandmama was treated. My granddad, my grandparents were slave, was, was children of slave owners. But they talked to me more about God than they did about their slavery. And one of the things that they told me that the slave master preserved for them, he let them have church. He let them study the word. And they, she, they told me that that was what kept them alive was being able to call on the name of the Lord. And if it worked for them then, it'll work for us now, and it'll work for our, grand, our, our grandchildren. He said, I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to bless your seed and your seed seed. We can't throw that away. That's the real history. Black Lives Matter movement started seven years ago. Amen. Praise God. But my ancestors had a relationship with Jesus Christ well before any black movement, <laughs> a white movement, or KKK. It was kind on Jesus and, and keeping their mind stayed on him then. And it kept them in perfect peace in slavery. They whipped their backs, but they did not stop them from worshiping God. And that's what got them through. They were praying people. And they had peace right there in, 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 in slavery. Yeah, they suffered. It was horrible. But one thing that their, 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 their masters didn't do, did not deny them to worship their God. And it's the same thing when God's people, man, went into bondage. They were denied to worship God. That was the most important thing. And God kept sending Moses back to tell Pharaoh, let my people go so that they can worship God. God is today, that branch, Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. That's what he wants right now. He don't want the black movement to win. He don't want the white supremacists to win. He don't want government to win. He want all of us to win. With him as, as, as the head of, the, uh, of everything, the head of the body. Many members, rightly fit, they knit to join together. One, one body, many members, one head, one faith, one God, one faith, one baptism, one spirit that every part of that body supplied to the body, that the body may edify itself in love. This thing going on right now is not being inspired by love. I don't care how many lies you tell about you doing this for such and such and for such and such. It's not being inspired and motivated by love. It's hate on both sides. Because that's what hate does. It begets hate. It begets revenge. It, it, begets, it begets retaliation. It ain't new. It's always been going on. We just filming it now, as they say. And so let's get back in here, man, and look at this. In the book of Psalms, chapter 34, verse 14, the King James Bible, listen to this. It said, turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Now, that's the word of the Lord. That's the knowledge that God says will not cause you to perish if you do what God says. You have to understand, man has a way of looking at it, and man going to do it his way regardless. Proverbs, book of Proverbs, chapter Three, three, verse three through five said, look, lean not towards your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Problem is right now, everybody leaning to their own understanding. 
Everybody got the best answer for what this people should do. Everybody over here got the best answer what they should do. Everybody's now coming together saying, go home, get off the street, be safe. Don't do, do no good if you're going to go home and rage if you're not saved. The Lord wants you to be safe and saved, but he wants you to be saved so you can be saved. And so he says, turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Don't just turn around and go on the next block and, 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 and loot and, and break windows and throw urine bottles. Go home. Seek peace. Turn away from evil. Do good and pursue it. Book of 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 11 says this. He must transform, uh, transform evil. He must transform evil and do good. You can't do good until you turn from evil. Nobody can do good towards you until they turn from evil. And if everybody out there right now got enraged, got an evil spirit, they're being enticed by evil, being enticed by wickedness, being enticed by toxic rhetoric, being enticed because somebody said it's your constitutional right to be out here and you exercise your freedom of speech. This is going beyond freedom of speech, y'all. This is murderous behavior and activity. This is dangerous. Nobody wins here. Nobody. Nobody. If you want an argument, so what? Tomorrow there'll be something else, unless you fix this heart problem. So we all learn to love life and respect and treat the gift of life like it's the most wonderful, precious thing God could have ever done for us. And he says to do that, you got to turn. You got to make a turn. You got to repent of some stuff. You got to change some stuff within your own self. He said we must seek peace and pursue it, okay, in order for all people to win. And you should want all people to win. If you live and breathe, you should want everybody. If you cherish life, you should want that for everybody. That's a good thing. Not to take somebody's life. You take all my rights, but don't try to take my life. I came from God. God wants a win-win for all, all of us. You know, no respect to person. Don't care what your color your origin, your religion, he don't, he, he died for everybody. All these choices and lifestyles came well after we were created. All these folks went around saying, I was born that way. The devil is alive. These are learned behaviors. These are adopted behaviors. These are choices. Stop lying. Don't hide behind the Constitution. Don't hide behind you have equal rights now. You ain't going to come and try to tell me nothing about no peace if you are living in bad choices that goes against the knowledge of God. I don't want to hear what you got to say. I don't care what your platform is. Because it, it, it doesn't please God. It's an abomination to God. And I'm not finna bid you God's speed. So you get yourself right. And I'll get myself right. And everybody get themselves right and come in alignment with the word. We all will be fine. We'll be seeking after and pursuing the same thing. Peace and God. Fighting these here uh, unhealthy, ungodly causes because some constitution gave you the right to do it. Our history dates back further than the constitution, y'all. You can't stop there. That's why God has been provoked to jealousy. That's why he right now is just kind of, you know, sitting there looking at us. And because of our choice and until we make another choice and turn from evil, 
and pursue peace and seek after God first, nothing can be added to us. We got to struggle for it. We got to fight for it. Why not let God add things that he promised to us? Okay, let's go a little further here. Amen, 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 amen. So we want to take a look now at the lifestyle of a Christian, okay? You might say, well, I'm not a Christian. Well, Pastor Sharon told you what we can do about that. <clears throat> and all you're saying about a Christian is this. I want to be like Jesus. I want to imitate him. Who wouldn't want to imitate him? He suffered, so there's suffering if you imitate him. But that's who we should want to be like. If everybody want to be like him, then I'm here to tell you, we'll get along. Peace will show up. Because he'll do it for us. He'll bring it to pass. Let's look at what he says here in the book of Romans, chapter 6, verse 4. And I want you to think about this as a peacemaker. I said Christian, but think about it as a peacemaker. Just think about yourself right now as a peacemaker. God said, blessed is the peacemaker, but they shall be called the children of God. He said that about you. So if you're out there trying to make peace, you may be out there trying to start a war. But if you out there trying to make peace, then he called you a child of God. Satan ain't trying to make no peace. His followers ain't trying to make no peace. They're trying to kill, still destroy, conquer, and divide and conquer. That way we know who your father is. We know who you're following. We know who you represent. So let's look in the book of Romans, chapter 6, verse 4. He said, therefore, we are talking about the peacemakers, the Christians, the lifestyle of the Christians. He said, therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead, by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in the newness of life. Now, that's a direct hit for all us so-called Christians who want to be like Jesus. Peacemaker. Walking in the newness of life is what we should be doing. We should be walking in peace. We should be following, just like we read in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 14, we should be following after men, all men in peace. Following peace with all men in holiness, sanctified by the word of God that we read right now, consecrated, separated, called out. This should be what our guide is right here, the word of God. He said, for without, nobody shall see the Lord. You know, and so check out that lifestyle. Let me tell you something. We were all created back in Genesis, okay? in the image and likeness of our father. In other words, with the potential to be like him, with the potential to do what he said, and with the potential to have what he said. The problem has been the lifestyle we chose. A lot of them have taken us away from that original intent or potential. Choices. Choices. All of us in life based on choices. Don't lie on the government. Don't lie on uh, your white brother, your black brother, whoever. Don't lie. They didn't put you in that predicament. Some choices were made either before you or after you or with you or doing you. Let's be, let's, be, let's be honest about it. Let's have some integrity here. Let's have some transparency. Stop looking for things to hide behind. The Prince of Peace is still available today to help us turn this thing around, but we got to be willing to turn away from evil, pursue peace, and seek after it. That's a choice we got to make right now. This is a transition moment. And the word needs to transform us to make and go in the flow with the transition. God is trying to get us out of this, but we got to adjust these lifestyles, you know, and walk in the newness of life. The book of Romans chapter 8, verse 4 says this, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh. The other problem is, one of them at least, but 
after the spirit. If you're walking for the gratification of the flesh out there, you want to win, you want to be able to be on TV news, man, where you threw a bottle of urine at somebody with your chest out, with your pants down, and your underwear showing, bare-chested with your little six-pack. That's all you plan to get out of that? Man, did y'all see me, man? I took them on, man. Devil is a lie. But look at what the Lord is saying to us right here. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Jesus did not come to destroy, replace the law. He came to fulfill it. He came and showed them through his present example. I am the branch. I am the branch. I am the branch. Ye are the vine. If you abide in me and I abide in you, I don't care what you ask me for, it shall be fulfilled to you. So if you're asking him for justice out there, he said, look, God is looking for a people of justice, but you can't create your own righteousness. He said, beware of the righteousness of the Pharisees, you hypocrites. You say one thing, but you do something else. He said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees because they leaven it the whole lump. Pharisees, he's talking about are people who try to do it a different way, heretics. <coughs> they know what God said, but they want to try to create a different way to do it. It ain't inspired by the love of God. And it goes on to say here, man, in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, pay attention. He says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. You may not see these things right now because you're looking at the problem, but look beyond the problem. Paul said, I reckon, the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 18, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time, they are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. Well, that glorious peace that God promised us. It's going to be better than the former things, better than the beginning of things, the end of things. Those not beginnings were small, Job 8, 7, Job, the book of Job, chapter 8, verse 7. Those not beginnings were small. Job didn't have a whole lot of peace, man. He had his friends turning on him, wife turning on him, children acting up, lost all his money, livestock, everything was going wrong. But look at what Job did. Job found a place where he prayed for his friends. And the Bible said God gave him double for all his trouble. He had peace in the end. God restored him twice what he had before. <clears throat> Some of you right now, man, you out there working. I don't know what for. I don't know what the end state of your cause is. Because you don't do anything different, you're not going to get anything different. That's insanity. If history don't teach us anything, we're going to repeat history. If we don't learn the lessons that's been tried before. Goes on to say in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verse 16, that I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Right, this is flesh motivated out there. Those are not our weapons. The book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 3 through 5, said the weapons of our warfare is a children, little children. You know, we live in this world. We walk in the flesh, but we don't walk after the things of the flesh. But the weapons of our warfare, they are, they are mighty through God. They're not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And we cast down these things, these old crazy ideas, these old crazy notions, thinking that I can get out here, man, and, 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 and I'm outnumbered by a 10 to 1 police officer with real guns, with real bullets, and think I can win this argument. If they don't end up with some love in their heart, and you end up with some love in your heart, and everybody pursuing peace and willing to turn from that evil out there, all of us are being used by the devil who are out there. And you don't realize. 
He got us going right down the path. He wants us to go down fighting against each other. He uses division and chaos, conspiracy theories and all that, lying words, coded messages and language. And you can say it's them, it ain't us, but you out there playing that game. And you don't stand a chance. You might win the argument. You might defend your First Amendment right. You might get some conversation about legislation to change and reform the legal system. But my dependence goes beyond that system created by man. It's been failing us for years. How much more confidence and trust you're going to put in it? When the government is on his shoulder, the branch, the Lamb of God, the Prince of Peace, of that government, there should be no end. Seek first that government. Book of Romans chapter 14, verse 16 to 18 says this, that the kingdom of God is not in meat and drink, talking about material things or physical things, but it's in righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost, spiritual things. And if any man aim or strive to please God in these things, spiritual things, he shall be accepted of God and approved of men. And approving you now because they don't fear you. Pharaoh finally feared the God of Moses. Nebuchadnezzar finally feared the God of Daniel. All these prophets. Because they told the truth. They prophesied and foretold what thus said the Lord. What they were inspired to say. Ain't nobody afraid of you out there now with a bottle of urine in your hand. Because God ain't getting no glory, so God ain't obligated to do nothing for us. So let's go a little further here. The book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 1. I therefore, Paul talking now, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. We're not called to go out here, y'all, and march on the police. And I'm not saying they right. But we ain't either. Because these are not the weapons of our warfare. They do not work. They create other problems we have to deal with. That's why we write back here again. We haven't broken this mindset. We haven't broken through yet. Love is what gets us through. We got to be inspired by love. The book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 2. And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. There is no law against love. And it's just hard for us to love somebody of a different color, somebody who's, who we say have done us wrong. And I'm not telling you, law is for lawbreakers. And we have an argument against the law of it's not being fair. We know that. It ain't new. It's always been slanted. The rich and the powerful. The lawmakers, the biggest lawbreakers. And we keep going right back to the same well, the same argument. Cry out to God and let God bring about change in those situations. Turn the other cheek. Go the extra mile. That's what Jesus did. And he's still winning souls today. They still got to do something with Jesus today. And in the end, guess what? He's still going to be the one that decides our final destination. 
Vengeance is his. He will come and punish those who need to be punished. He will come and reward those who need to be rewarded. That's what he said in Revelation. And he said, there's no place in my kingdom for liars and murderers and, and whoremongers. You, you read Revelation chapter uh, 21, verse 8. It's all right there, you know, all right there. And he goes on in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. He says, see then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. I don't even need to tell you right now how much foolish behavior going on right now in these, in these metropolitan cities. Ain't getting nothing done. Tearing up the building, tearing up the places where your children got to go and get stuff. You got to go and purchase stuff. It's tearing it up. You know, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying that, that their anger is not real. I'm just saying that these are not the weapons to solve the problem that you're using. These are not the methods. This is not the Christ-like character that should be on display. And you're talking about having a conversation. You're doing all this to have a conversation about 400 years of slavery and bad treatment. And some of you might put yourself at risk to be killed right now. You say it's, it's worth it. The book of Colossians, chapter 2, verse 6. As ye have therefore received Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. My God. Book of 1 John, chapter 1, verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Y'all need to hear me now. We have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Got to start the day by walking in the truth. Tell the truth to yourself. Don't be out there, man, of what somebody said. Yeah, it's a good cause, but it also can cause somebody to die, too. Not saying that, you know, you ain't justified. But you want to win-win for everybody, not just yourself. So we got to walk in some truth there. Second John chapter one, verse four says this, I rejoice greatly that I found of my children walking in truth. This is what the Lord is saying through John here, the apostle John. As we have received a commandment from the father. He said, obey my commandments, keep all my commandments, don't veer from them. He said, love your enemies, pray for them that persecute you, misuse you, say all men of evil, labor you, call you names. Thug, somebody calling you a thug ain't gonna kill you if you know you're not a thug. Or whatever else they call you. They call me the N-word. Man, you ain't heard nothing. Y'all hear some of the stories my parents and my grandma and my great-grandma told me. Welcome to the club. That ain't gonna kill you. 3 John, the book of 3 John, chapter 1, verse 3. For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in truth. This is what God is looking for. Somebody to testify that the truth prevailed out there in them streets. That the governor got up and said, we all need to turn to the Lord. We all need to love each other. We all need to turn from our evil and pursue peace with each other. We all need to do it. The mayor, come on, governor. Come on, female governor. Come on, female mayor. Come on, police chief. If not, we're going to see exactly what the scripture says in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 6. We're going to see war and rumors of war. They're already talking about it. Brethren, they're already talking about it. That this is a war. 
Been saying it for a while. But look at what the Bible said before he opened his mouth. A war nothing does nothing but prolong conflict between nations, states, and parties. And that's what we're seeing. It's been going on for a long time. Look at the book of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 6. It says, And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. God is trying to give us a chance, man, to turn away from evil and walk in peace with all men in holiness, sanctified by his word. Without there shall nobody see God, see the Lord. Then he goes on in the book of Revelation. I love how things end. The book of Revelation, chapter 6, verse 4, and I'm, I'm coming in now. He says, and there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat upon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. Listen to this right here. You got evil going out, killing people, taking, trying to rid the earth of peace. But God said there's another angel that was given a sword. He's talking about the sword of the spirit, the word of God. To counter what's going on by Satan right now. He ain't winning. He might be deceiving some people, but he ain't winning. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And by God's word of our testimony, according to the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verses 10 and 11. And we love not this life unto death. Don't fight so much for this life when there is a better life. We got to learn today to live our life in light of eternity. That's the life we don't want to sacrifice and lose out here fighting for this life. He said, we love not this life unto death. What is your life? It's a vapor here today and gone tomorrow. Learn to live your life today in light of eternity. Stop out here playing these foolish games. Satan is but for to kill and for to steal and destroy you. But Jesus said in the book of John chapter 10, verse 10, yes, that's what he came to do. But I come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. That ought to give you peace right there. But you got to turn from this evil. Don't get consumed and caught up in it. We have a social obligation to preserve the peace. The book of Mark, chapter 9, verse 50 says this. Salt is good, but if the salt have lost its saltiness, wherewith will ye season it? Have salt in yourself and have peace one with another. <clears throat> Book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 18. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, the salt that's in you, live peaceably with all men. The Book of Romans, chapter 14, verse 19, as we move to close. Let us therefore follow after that which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. Let's stop tearing each other down and build each other up. I have said gifts, leaders, I hope you hear me. You are a gift to the body of Christ. <clears throat> God said, I've said gifts in the body to edify the body, to build them up and mature them for the work of ministry, not to be your servants, on your Bible, your water, your shoes, your coat. But to build them up in and perfect them, mature them for the work of ministry. And we need to do it until we all come into the unity of the faith and to the full stature of the knowledge of the Son of God. Until earth looks like heaven. 
And he goes on in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the sound, same mind and in the same judgment. There's one class of people, you all, all of them out there wrong right now. Hating each other, calling names. High-ranking officials. Why wow, you got the upper hand anyway? Why you got to go there? That's the problem right now. That's what's fueling this thing right now. You don't put out a fire by putting gas on it. Care who you are, who you think you are. You ain't got no right to call nobody. I don't care what they doing. That's somebody's son. That's somebody's daughter. They're not a thug. That's what's got them so curated right now. The way you talk to them, the way you demean them. God said, he, that that you do to the least of them, you do also unto me. He yeah. loved them. He died for them too, just like he died for you. Mm. You're going to humble yourself under the hand of Almighty God and watch it. Mm. Then he goes on to say in the um, first book of Corinthians chapter 7, verse 15, but if the unbelieving depart, let him depart. A brother or sister is not under bondage in such cases. But God has called us to peace. And that's the bottom line. The book of James, chapter 3, verse 17. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, then gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy, good fruit, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And so that's what the Lord is saying to us today. Amen. Amen. He's saying, look, turn from evil. Seek peace and pursue it with all mankind. And that's not what's taking place out there right now. So as we close today, amen, we understand what God is calling for. We understand yes. that except we turn to him in this hour of chaos, nothing is just going to get better by us not doing anything that is appealing to God, mm. that God can use to bring about his predetermined outcome. Because we have choice. And God is not going to come in and railroad your choice. He ain't going to kick no doors in. He's just going to sit there and wait for man to turn to him, to turn back to him in some cases. And his peace is, is, is everlasting. His peace is enduring. His peace, mm. it goes above and beyond. Anything that we could think or imagine, we can't figure it out. We just have to understand that it's God's peace. It's designed to be that way. Because I guarantee you, if man could figure it out, he'd try to market himself. But if you just learn to keep your mind stayed on him, he'll keep you in perfect peace. And you can't do it until you accept him, the Prince of Peace, as your Lord and Savior. That's how we're going to be called the children of God. Peacemakers, not peace breakers. Mm. Not those who disturb peace, but those who preserve peace. Those who, as peace, Dr. Phoebe said, promote peace. And so I'm going to end right there. Thank you so much for listening to the word of God. You know, we're in a, a critical moment right now where we are going to have to be all about pursuing peace with our brother, with one another. That's, right. that's that's the word of the Lord today for the people of God. 
And I pray and hope that you, you that you uh, receive this word. Uh, let this word be hidden in your heart. Let it marinate. Let it minister to you. Get this podcast and continue to join us. We're going to continue to talk about this until we see a breakthrough, until we see change out there in our streets. We're going to continue to pray about it. And so come on and join us. Amen. And Pastor Peepik and Pastor Eric will give you all the details as they wrap it up. Amen. God bless you. We love you all. Thank you for listening. Yes. Hope you enjoy the word. Amen. God is good. God is. Pastor Eric, Pastor Peepik. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We truly praise and thank mm. our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We yes. Thank Pastor Sharon and Pastor Lester Hayes. We thank our awesome pastors, awesome uh, woman and man, man and woman of God. We thank them for the word in which they yes. shared on this morning. Uh, continuing to to keep the peace because we we are the peacemakers. Yes. Uh, Pastor Lester shared with you in uh, Matthew 5 and 9, the book of Matthew, the fifth chapter, verse 9, that says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Yes. And we, we as Christians, we as, as representatives of Christ, we, we have to remember, first and foremost, we're servants of God. And our job is to always represent Christ, to always be the example of who he is and, and what he was to us. Amen. He, yes. he was the ransom for us. He, he laid down his life for us, praise God, and he took on sin. And, and in that taking on sin, that he took on everything that we would ever experience or whatever we as, as people, as people of God, we have to remember that all yeah. souls matter. Amen. All souls oh, matter to him. Uh, Praise God. Uh, all souls matter to Jesus. That was the purpose of why he laid down his life for friends. He laid down his life for us so that we as, as a people, as believers, amen, all over the world, so that we would live a life pleasing and acceptable unto him. Remember, we're peacemakers. It says, blessed are the peacemakers. As he said, and he began to release the mutides to, to the disciples, to the ones who would become the ones who would go out into the world, who would preach the gospel, amen, who would teach people about Jesus, loving him and serving him. And in that, we are called to be the examples of him to the nations. Amen. So it is our job to bring peace. Amen. We show up on the scene bringing peace. It is our job to pray, to yes. pray without ceasing. Amen. Peacemakers. <laughs> See, peacemakers are, are recognized as the true children of God. Amen. It, it is for us to display love. That's Jesus' love. Amen. That's perfect love, unconditional love. Hallelujah. Remember the peacemakers. We go about spreading peace. We promote peace. We promote the gospel of Jesus Christ at all times, yes. in whatever the situation is. Amen. Jesus came for the nations. He came for all people. Remember, all souls matter. All lives matter to him. Amen. And for us, we have to continue to preach Jesus. We have to continue to share his peace, to share his peace. Come on, peacemakers. Come on. Stand up, peacemakers, men and women yes, of God. Yes. We, Come on. we cannot Come on. step away from Use your that. Voice. Now is the time that we have to continue. That's why it's so important that we preach and teach sound doctrine so that you will be able to have the wisdom and knowledge of the word and what the word stands for. Um, as he went on, 
uh, Psalms, the book of Psalms, uh, chapter 145 and 9 tells us this. It said, the Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works. The yes. Lord, see there the scripture tells us the Lord is good to all. all. Um, and then God, as in, talking in Matthew, the book of Matthew, the fifth chapter, verse 9, even if you'll, you'll go on over to uh, verse 44 and 45, it tells us this. It says, but I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. And 45 said, goes on to say that you may be the sons of your father in heaven, for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good, and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Amen. Remember, we are the peacemakers. Our job is to pray, and we cannot stop praying. We got to continue to pray. Amen. Again, we're not disturbing the peace, but we're making peace. How do we make peace? By sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, coming together, drawing hands and praying. Yes, yes. We have to continue to keep making peace. Amen. Uh, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall on. be called the children, the sons yes. of God. That's who we are. Amen. We're about peace. Jesus was about peace. And that's what we're about. Amen. We're praying for those. Amen. We pray for yes. the ones. We got it. We're going to keep praying. We're not going to stop praying. We're not going to continue to keep declaring the word of God. As Jesus said, as the word told us in the book of Matthew, the fourth chapter and fourth, and man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Amen. Ah. Even when Jesus was led, come on, by the Ooh, Holy Ghost into the wilderness. Amen. He, even though the enemy tried yes. to tempt him, Jesus responded that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every, every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And that's why when the word of God says, blessed are the peacemakers, Come on. that's the word. That's proceeding out of the mouth Thank of God. You, that's who we are. That's who we're going to remain. We're going to continue yes. to spread the love of Jesus. Amen. For those who are out there, for the souls today. Come on, all souls matter. Hallelujah. Amen. All souls. We thank God for Jesus. We, we open up the door for you today to accept him. Amen. Oh, to allow him God. to come into your heart today. Amen. So that you can begin to be a mm, peacemaker. Mm, Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord as I, I pass it over to Pastor Eric. We just thank you. Oh. Thank you, peacemakers. Amen. Thank That's you. what we've been put here for. Thank you, Pastor Lester. Thank you, Pastor Sharon, for the yes. awesome word that thank you have you. given us, the bread, the manna yes, that you yes, have yes. given fresh, us fresh. straight from the Lord. Praise Amen. God in the name of Praise Jesus. God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Praise be to God for joining yes, us yes, today. Yes. Amen. Praise be to God. We have a voice. Praise be to God. We have a voice to proclaim peace on this earth. Praise be to God. And as Pastor Lester, amen, was wrapping everything up, praise be to God. As he said, amen, God wants us to be saved and saved, amen. He wants to be saved and saved. That is God's mission. Amen. That is his ambition amen. for everyone yes. that is walking on this earth, regardless of what color you are, regardless of what nationality you are. Souls matter. All souls matter, amen. And the only way that we can have this peace, amen, if we turn to the word of God, according to the book of Isaiah, chapter 26 and 3, if I keep my mind stayed on him, he said, I would keep you in perfect peace. My yes. God, in the name of Jesus, my God, such as the time is right now, we're calling on the name of Jesus, amen, 
and God is bringing us peace, amen, because we are peacemakers, amen. We have a voice, praise be to God. You have a voice, praise be to God, amen. You know your rights, praise be to God. Look for the rights that God has given us, amen, to declare this word, amen. Peace on the earth, praise be to God. And as long as I keep my mind stayed on him, amen, He's going to continue uh -huh. to keep us in perfect peace. Amen. Uh -huh. Such is the time Thank right you, now Jesus. with the pandemic that is going around, COVID-19, and a lot of racket, amen, with riots. Praise be to God. But I thank God, amen, that we have the word of God that we can always turn to. As Pastor Cleaver said, praise be to God. Man should not live by bread alone, but live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we got to continue, amen, whether it's season or out of season, as God, amen, said yeah. in the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 4, start with verse 2, he said, preach the word, my glory, God, glory, preach glory. the word as an official messenger. Be ready when the time is right glory. and even when the time is not. Keep your sense of urgency whenever the opportunity seems favorable or unfavorable, amen, what we're seeing right now. We're seeing some favor that's still going in the earth, amen, and some unfavorable things, amen, on what our government system is doing. But God said, whether convenient or inconvenient, my God, whether welcome or unwelcome, whoo, my God, correct those who are in error in doctrine or behavior, warn those who sin, exhort and encourage those who are growing towards spiritual maturity with inexhaustible patient and faithful teaching. In verse 3, it said, for the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine and accurate instruction that challenge them with God's truth, but wanting to have their ears tickled with something pleasing. They will accommodate for themselves, amen, many teachers, one after another, chosen to satisfy their own desire and to support the error they hold. And will turn their ears away, hear me, turn their ears away from the truth and wander off into myth and man-made fiction and will accept the unacceptable. As Apostle Paul was giving this young pastor Timothy man instruction, he said, be as you, be clear-minded, clear-headed, in every situation. Come on, come on, minister. Come on, pastor. Come on, prophets, prophetess. Come on, listeners. Amen. He says, stay calm and cool and steady. My God. Endure every hardship without flinching. Don't be flinching. Don't be shaking your knees, scared. God and they have not given the spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. He said, do the work of an evangelist. Spread the good news, my God. Fulfill the duties of your ministry, my God. Preach the word, my God. Get the word out there. Let God use you. As you said in the word of God, he said, here I am, Lord. Send me, I'll go. My God. We can't be that physical, <coughs> but we're there spiritually, my God, in the name of Jesus. That we can get our voice out there and let the people know that keep your mind stayed on Jesus he said, I will keep you in perfect peace, my God, in the name of Jesus. You can't have peace with others unless you have peace with God. Amen. Woo, my Amen. God. You can't Amen. have peace unless you got peace with God. Amen. And you can't govern God's people, as Pastor Luther said, 
without the counsel of his word. Hallelujah. My God, we can't do nothing without the word. My God, heaven and earth shall pass away. But he said, my word shall stand forever. Stand on the word of God, people. My God, stand on the word of God that is unchangeable, infallible word of God that will never return forth. That he says shall go forth. It will not return forth, but it will accomplish what it was set out to do. My God, people of God, repent. My God, repent of your sins. My God, that was yesterday. My God, today is a new day. Today is an opportunity. My God, God forgave you for everything that you've done. God forgave you for throwing those those ballers out there, those fires, and setting those fires. God forgave you for all of that. Amen. Now is the time to repent. Turn away from your wicked ways, my God. Humble yourself before the throne of grace, my God. God, receive everybody that calls on the name of Jesus. So, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for the word that was delivered by the man of God today, God, for such is a time as right now as we stretch out our hands all over, Father God, this FaceTime, Zoom, whatever social media that we have, everyone from the sound of our voice, Lord, we're praying right now that you give everyone strength right now. Give them peace of mind right now. Lord, let the strength of the Lord be upon them right now. In the name of Jesus, God, that they will drop down their sword because you live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. Lord, we're praying right now, God, that everybody will turn away from their wicked ways. Go back home, my God, in the name of Jesus, and get on their knees and start praying more. We got to continue to pray. He said the prayers of the righteous are better than much. So, Lord, we're praying right now for those out there, God, that don't have no way to turn right now, that they will turn to Jesus, my God, and according to the book of Romans, chapter 10 and 8, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sin, that on the third day he rose with all power in his hand, that he sat at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and I right now, Jesus is interceding for everybody right now. God is in control of everything that is going on. So come back, sons of God. Come back, daughters of God. My God, ask God for forgiveness. Repent of your sin. Repent, repent, repent. My God, God is a forgive of all sins. My God, in the name of Jesus. And let us continue to pray one another. My God, God is in control of everything. My God, everything that is going on. And he don't allow anything to happen without his command. So, Lord, we pray right now that all the backsliders, God, all the ones, Father God, who have called away, God, let them come back. Come back, prodigal child. Come back, prodigal daughter. Come back, prodigal son. Come back, prodigal mother. Come back, prodigal son and father. Come back to Jesus, my God, and let God restore you, my God. Come back to your sisters, my God, and come back and receive the peace of God. Come on, peacemakers. Come back. In the name of Jesus. So, Father, we declare this word out right now in the name of Jesus. To anyone that asking the question, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to have eternal life? Lord, we praying right now. We got pastors on this, on this creating a prayer culture for God. Prayer line. We got pastors, my God, and ministers that is tuning in. Lord, let them call them, God, right now, Father God. Let them type it in FaceTime. Let them type it in the comments. My God, I need prayer. I need to know what I must do to receive eternal life. God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. That's a soul being saved, my God. Sanctified, delivered from the power of darkness. God, we thank you, my God. Let all the pastors, let all the leaders take them to Romans chapter 10 and 9, my God. Let them confess with their mouth and believe in their heart. 
that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sin, that he rose with all power in his hands, that he sit at the Father right now, interceding for you and I right now in the name of Jesus. So come back, my God. God received it. God is slow to anger. He want every man to come back, repent of your sins, my God. God, take our sins and put it behind us, my God. We have no authorization to go back and pick it up again. For the gods I serve, my God, is a living God, my God. He said in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and chapter 17, that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away, but all new things are yet to come. Come on, sons of God. Come on, daughters of God. Come back to God, my God. All peacemakers, my God. For Lord thy God said, perfect peace, I live with you, my God. I leave it with everybody. So we call on the name of Jesus. So, Father, we thank you, God, for the word, God. You said, love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us, God. Through love and kindness have I drawn thee, my God. This world needs more love, more God's love, unconditional love, egape love. Love lasts always, God. So we thank you in the name of Jesus. For, Lord, we thank you for your word today, God, that registered in everyone's heart. God, and it went out, Father God, on every platform, Father God, that they hear your word, Father God, and not only be a listener of your word, but Lord, we pray that they be a doer of your word, God, as they continue to be peacemakers, my God, in the name of Jesus. Peacemakers, register in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit. So, Father, we thank you, we love you, and we thank you for your presence over this podcast, over this FaceTime over the Zoom, over social media, over every platform, God, over radio, over broadcast. God, we just thank you for the Holy Spirit that came in and it shook up a haunted nest. God, we know and we understand now. Now we're going to go out, Father God, to be peacemakers. My God, in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for everything that you're doing in our life. Thank you, Father God. Thank that our children are, are falling up under the, the helmet, Father God, of the whole armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the belt of truth, buckled around our waist, our feet fitted with the gospel of peace, the whole armor of God, the sword, which is the word of God, to write for the body, the word of truth, to speak those things that are not to be as though they were. God, we thank you, God, that we're holding on to the whole armor of God. Keep your garment of praise on. Keep your garment of righteousness on. Keep your garment of salvation on. Come on, peacemakers, in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, we thank you. We bless your holy name, God. As we close out today, Father God, as we depart, Father God, from our place, Father God, but never from your everlasting presence, God, we thank you in the name of Jesus that we're going to continue to gather together and find unity in the body of Christ, unity in your people, Father God that we all unite together as one. And when you see there is unity, you command the blessing right then and there forevermore, God. So we thank you. You is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask and think of, Lord. We thank you, God, for such another opportunity to come together and worship you, Father God. And thank you, God, for everything that you're doing in there, Father God. Hallelujah. We thank you and we continue to pray, my God. For all of our peacemakers out there, my God, continue to share this word through everyone, every soul. God said, all souls matter, my God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father thank God. You, for if we ever give you the honor, we ever give you the praise. Amen. Our Father, which are in heaven, I will be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done Hallelujah. in earth that is this in heaven. 
Lord, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our debt and we forgive our debt to us. Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thou is the kingdom and the power and the glory. God, it all belongs to you. And we love you and we thank you. We thank you for your people. We thank you for your peacemaker. We thank you for your love, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Prayer Line Podcast every Hallelujah. morning at 6 a.m. Praise God. 712-775-7085-1232. Join us as we continue to teach and preach on mm. peace and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Join us. We thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. God Hallelujah. bless you and keep sharing the mm. gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news, the peace. Thank Remember, you. we are peacemakers. Peacemaker. Peacemaker, yes. In Jesus' peace name, maker. we pray and we love everybody. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Thank God you, bless you. Hallelujah. Oh!